Locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour three of the program. Brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Wide open, ready to roll. Book your tee time, sundrygolf.com. You need a place for a little getaway, golf tournament. They do it all for you. Contact, ask how they can make your life better. Because they can. It's the kind of people they are. Sundrygolf.com. Um... Our game day sponsor, it is a Calgary Flames game day, Country Hills Toyota. Ooh, Yoda. Ask about their lifetime oil and filter offer, plus zero down, no payments until October 2022 OAC. It's red tag days at the giant Country Hills Toyota. And a giant joins us now on the phone lines. A uh, Boy, that was smooth. He really is. Uh, he's... He's as big as it gets. He's a titan. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's Cam Moon, Oilers Radio, Oilers.com, mm. uh, Ched, 630 Ched. You're, you're, a, you're a multimedia threat. I see you everywhere these days. See you. I hear you. You're all over the place. Uh, it's it, How fun is it for you after you know there's a bubble and there's no playoffs to now be in the teeth of a, a gut-wrenching seven-game series? This it doesn't get much better as hard as it is to watch sometimes. It's been really fun. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs. And, uh, yeah, this, the highs of a game six win, the lows of a game five loss in overtime. Yeah. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been fun for sure. So they've had the, uh, the building open there for road games. All series or mm-hmm. just uh, how has it been all year? All series, pardon me? Yeah, yeah, it's been all series. Uh, they have the big uh, watch parties for yeah, the game yeah. on the video scoreboard and yeah so how loaded are you for those because oh, i mean yeah. you're not on the air so you're just gassed man. no i i'm on i'm upstairs um for pre-game show and whatever oh, whatever yeah. else that they need so no i keep it right on the rails what was the mood yesterday must have been uh i, I guess going into the game you know there's no darnell nurse coming off like you said kind of a gut-wrenching loss in overtime that was what was the mood prior to puck drop yeah it was it was interesting like it was fired up in there for sure but the fact that they came back game five didn't have their best game but still came back had a great third period to push it to ot and then had a a a short but not very good overtime Hmm. And yeah, no Darnell Nurse. I would say it was cautiously optimistic <laughs> at best. But then uh, having a good start got uh, got the crowd into it, and they were having a lot of fun until the game got tied, and then and then it was uh, it was pretty quiet. Um, on, yeah, yeah. Then the the Tyson Berry goal that got them all, you know. Fired up. Also, they like the other goals there in that building. Eh? You know, yeah, I know exactly how that is. Fair enough. But that and that, that that Barry goal comes with five, just five ten left. They had yeah. good reason to be puckered. How did it get to be in, in your mind? It's a power play goal by Dursey, and then twenty nine seconds into the third, was that just the the ups and downs of a game, or what happened that saw the Oilers relinquish that lead? And 
How much uh, credit do you give them? I think it, with you're in a must-win game to dig in and and tie thing or to uh, to get the game uh, go-ahead goal and then get an empty netter. That's big. They had a late pen- penalty uh, to kill off there too. Yeah, yeah. I thought they played played well in the third period after the Grunstrom goal. Uh, that was uh, I mean, that one was tough. It looked to me like they were trying to you know, exit the zone and maybe uh, assume that they would. And then once it turned back around, it was, an, uh, you know, very short, but odd man rush coming back at them. And they got burnt on it. And, and at 2-2, I thought they dug in pretty hard. And I thought they dug in pretty hard throughout the game and had a much better start. There's a lot of talk around here of the slow starts the team has had throughout this series. And, and especially in game five with the, an opportunity to go up three, two in the series. I, I really thought their, their start would be better. And, and it, and it was, and they were only down one, nothing after the first, but it, it felt worse. I got out shot 16 to five in that first period in game five. And yeah, some of it is absolutely has to do with what the LA Kings have done. You have to, you have to acknowledge the opposition when they play well and they've, they've played well, uh, but Edmonton didn't dig in. I didn't think as hard and didn't uh, win as many 50-50 battles as they should have. Uh, weren't relentless on the puck as much as you need to be, especially against a team like uh, the Kings. And I've been very impressed with that Deneau, Grunstrom, and Moore line. They've been like you expect Kopitar and Kempe to be really good, and and they have been. Um, but that Deneau line to me has been very. Uh, very good for them like really uh, they've got a lot done and they've been tough to handle uh, and then going with the 11 and 7 for Edmonton yesterday with Darnell Nurse out Chris Russell came in I thought he battled hard especially in some PK situations blocking shots as he does and uh, they got a lot of saves out of Mike Smith and next thing you know we're going to game seven and it will be it'll be absolute mayhem uh, in the rink and outside the rink tomorrow night I think it's gonna be a lot of fun well, it's interesting, too, seeing how this series has gone. We're obviously very focused on Flame Stars, and uh, we pay attention it's on different nights, which helps. But yeah. you, you go to game one, Mike Smith uh, gives a puck away off. Oh, Mike Smith, you're, you, you're awful. You're to blame. The next night, oh, it's a shutout victory. Oilers cruise. And then they cruise again, and then they get shut out. There's no way to really predict what can happen in A7 because momentum has not been a thing. It's been unpredictable. And there's so many goals being scored. It's it's the it's the complete opposite of this series here, where it's nail biter all the time. There, it's just a flurry of goals. It feels like every night. Oh, it's completely from night to night. You have no idea what's going to happen. It's and it's been amazing how there has been no momentum. Yeah, game to game, it's a complete clean slate. So any momentum, quite honestly, the Oilers got from last night's game. It's. If this year, everything we've seen through the first six games is, I mean, it's it's fresh tomorrow night. And Mike Smith's been good, uh, nine thirty one save percentage. Yeah, they had the uh, the uh, puck playing gas in the in the first game, but he's been solid. And, and Jonathan Quick in their wins has been really good. Um, you know, going back to both guys uh, looking like it was you know ten years ago. So. Yeah, I don't know exactly what to expect other than I know the, the fans are going to bring it and then some. And, uh, you know, it'll be very loud, very charged up. 
it'll be important for Edmonton to have a, a solid start to get that, keep the crowd into it. Los Angeles did such a good job of taking them out in that first period of game five. Just, Edmonton didn't have the puck very much and there was no reason to get all fired up. And then they, you know, they get one early and kind of take the, t- the crowd right out of it. I think that starts going to be important and that'll let uh, the fans know, let everybody know uh, what type of game it's going to be. Uh, your expertise has been on this file for a few years in Edmonton. Uh, how do you view the Dreisaitl McDavid together apart, separate lines, bump up line? Obviously, they're going to work together on power play one, but the rest is very much. Uh, you've seen different coaches, different strategies. W- w- what do you What do you know? Well, I through the course of the regular season, I loved when uh, when Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson came in. And went uh, McDavid, Drysaitl, Nugent Hopkins down the middle. I I thought that was that was uh, a key to their success in the last couple of months of the season because they're able to spread it out that way. Uh, in this situation, when it's a one game shot, that's different. It's a, it's a different mentality. Last night was clearly a different mentality, as they had all sorts of configurations in the first period. Like it was. It was a blender-type atmosphere right from the get-go up front. And then you could see you know, Leon Dreisaitl, when he got hauled down by uh, Mikey Anderson in the first period, he was certainly uh, laboring, and that made it difficult. And I think that threw a little bit of uh, you know, a, a monkey wrench into the plan there for the Oilers. So they were moving everybody around. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's very similar tomorrow night that uh, – We'll see McDavid and Drysaddle together at times, but we're going to see all sorts of different line combinations depending on how the game's going. And um, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a had a really good night in the in the faceoff circle last evening, and that's the Oilers needed they they needed that, and it was good to see from him. But I think here it, it's going to be. Quite honestly, I think it's going to be like a three-line game for the Oilers. I don't know how much um, uh, yes, Puliarvi, Zach Cassian will play if they go eleven and seven, and, and Russell stays in. I don't, I don't know, or if they go twelve and six. I don't know that the fourth line will see a ton of time. Now, last night, Drysital kind of gets folded up in that scrum in front of the net. Yeah. It didn't, oh man. That from the one angle, it sure looks like his foot gets caught underneath them. He buckles back. Now he. He did play the numbers. Uh, it's a little lower, I'm guessing. Eighteen twenty-five. Would that be a little bit lower than what you would expect him to play in a a tied in the third type of a must must win hockey game? Uh, you're not going to get any kind of intel. But what what did you see? And did, does the ice time play anything into whether or not he's injured, available, or or just fine? Well, I doubt he's just fine. Um... I know he, he went down the tunnel a couple of times in the game, like after he got off the ice from getting hauled down and then took a shift and then went back down the tunnel again, but gutted it out. And so I, I doubt he's, you know, a hundred percent, but you could probably say that about a lot of guys on both sides. I can't see any way unless it's really bad that Leon Dreisaitl doesn't play tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what type of well, ice time it might be similar to, to last night, as in under 20 minutes, when a guy like Connor McDavid plays over 24 minutes. And I thought he was, he was lights out last night. You could see it from the drop of the puck. He was, 
incredibly motivated to lead his team to a victory and thought he played really well. Um, but I, I think it would have to be, you know, yeah. quite a significant um, injury to keep him out for sure. That sequence in the third period two games ago where they, they end up losing the hockey game. But watching McDavid, I said it to Ryan, I, we've seen him dominate. You've seen the highlight reel stuff. But for a stretch of time where he was out every second shift or double shifting, I don't know how L.A. managed to get that thing to overtime, despite the fact that the Oilers had to come back and tie that thing to get it. To me, it was down by two twice yeah, in that period. It was L.A. Yeah. despite having a, a sizable lead that hung on in that game. McDavid, I, I, it's, it's, it's amazing watching him play, and he's, what, over like two points a game. And it still feels like there's room for him to, to be better somehow in a 60-minute game. It's phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's played very well throughout the series, offensively and defensively. He, uh, he busted him coming back and back in his own end and you know, make sure that he's you know, below the puck. And does, he does a really good job at, at both ends. And that's, yeah, he, he just looks so motivated. And in quite, yeah, I thought in, in game five, if had they not had an intermission, it looked like the Oilers were on their way to take the lead and the Kings hanging on. And hey, good on the Kings for resetting after the intermission and then coming out and winning the faceoff in overtime and basically controlling the whole thing until they scored. And the Oilers got caught on the long change and, and couldn't get those guys off the ice. So, you know, you, that's the thing. Like the Kings have been a very worthy opponent. They've, They've played well. They've played hard. The um, you know the experience of of their longtime guys have have been huge, and and I hope it's an exciting and, and you know, one of those instant classic type game seven. Sometimes they are, and sometimes they aren't. It'll be the, it'll be the first one. For Edmonton at home since 1990, when they played uh, Winnipeg, in it's the not important. Round. It's not important to talk about that, Cam. Oh, right. Sorry, that's right. Sorry, that's a bit of a having a three-one series part. lead and then losing. It's, it's I don't know. I don't even know why you'd uh, why you'd bring it up. <laughs> that's true. When, that's that's my bad. When Dave Ellett scores in overtime to give you a three-one yeah. series lead, you're probably going to lose in seven, despite what having a three-one oh, series geez, lead would tell this you. Is way back for you. Holy. I'm not sure what you're talking about. That is. Yeah. Geez, I saw Mark Lamb at the rink the other night too. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, oh, was that allowed? <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. Now he is a. You know what? He's he's a lightning rod of criticism. Evander Kane last night he throws up the seven fingers and he's getting crushed about it on social media as you might uh, as you might imagine, but. And, and when he came in, it said, do you need this guy? This is a bad look for the team and all of that. And it's, it's gone exactly the way you would expect. If he plays well and comes up big down the stretch and into the playoffs, if you're a fan, you, that, you didn't sign him. It's not your moral conundrum as to whether or not he should be there or what kind of person he is. He has been, he's played his best hockey in, in a while as an oiler, I'm going to suggest. And down the stretch here, and he's now got, what, seven goals. This is... Yeah. He's he's made the impact that you could have hoped, and everybody that asked why you need a goalie, you need a defenseman. Well, if if you can't address that, and this is what you get for for pennies on the dollar, you do it, and he's been good. Well, now you are going to go what, like eight times eight? What do you think? Big money. Let's go. Lock oh. him in. Oh, he's going to go. He's going to get paid. I I don't know where, but yeah, it won't <laughs> be there. But it'll he'll get paid no. somewhere. Yeah, he'll be paid somewhere. Yeah, he's he's and he. Uh, it, you add a guy like that that can play 
you know, a solid top six guy that is, is really performed. And I would say it's very motivated to do so. Um, and you add him for absolutely nothing. That's, that's a, it's a best case scenario. He's, he's played incredibly well. And he's brought a physical element that the team needed to add. And so is Zach Hyman, uh, to the not maybe to the exact same degree in a, as far as physicality goes, but when you add those two guys up front, it does bring more jam to the Oilers game, and and Kane's been really good that way, and yeah, he fit in seamlessly, and it, it's been a it's been a good fit. I, I know he was the the seven fingers there after, and there was a lot of. Hoopla yeah. on uh, yeah, yeah. social media. That's going to get used I, again, I, I suggest. Yeah, that, that's going yeah, to show up somewhere. Not maybe as, as uh, silly as the, the money phone in Vegas, because that's idiotic, but uh, <laughs> that's going to get used again. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, it was something. I didn't expect to see that. But no, yeah. no, no. He was nope, living nope. in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. La- last one for me. Yeah. Dry Seidel... Is he right? And secondly, what have you seen defensively? Because the numbers are not good. He's been, when he's on the ice, they're getting outshot, outchanced, outscored, outshot attempted, outexpected gold. Um, we know he's elite offensively, but like, how much more is there to give defensively? Or is that just who this guy's going to be forever? He's, he's never been good defensively by the, the metrics. Uh, I, I see a guy that's laboring through some stuff. That's, that's what I see. And, and I think that's impacting. Uh, that aspect of the game, uh, or all all aspects of his game, like he is he is gutting this out right now. Um, but there's there's no way I don't think unless he's really hurt that he's coming out of the lineup, and he's too much of an asset to, offensively to even consider anything else. So yeah, I. I just think he's fighting through some stuff, and that is definitely impacting his game. Uh, hopefully, it's it's not too bad, and he can still be able to go in seven, which I, I absolutely assume he would. But yeah, that's that's what I see right now is a guy that's uh, a little banged up and getting hauled down by Anderson yesterday certainly didn't help. So now we've talked about it a little bit here, and it's it's presumptuous, and there's uh, two teams that need to take care of some business for, before this happens. But we are inching towards a potential battle of Alberta. Two victories. Uh, two potentially three victories away from a battle of Alberta. Yes. Three victories. Well, three games, How's I suppose. A couple victories. Anyway, uh, yeah. there's one nervous Nelly in the room. He wants no part of it. Uh, where where are you? What would be your mood, or what do you think the Oiler fans' mood would be? Uh, take on anybody but Calgary, or no, let's go battle of Alberta. Give us the flames. I would say the majority would want the Battle of Alberta. Uh, I would say there is a minority that doesn't want to play Calgary because uh, Calgary's had a great season and they're, they're an outstanding hockey team. Uh, I'm looking at it big picture, real big picture, as I think it would be really good for our province. I think it pulls so many people to watching the games, going to the games, traveling, going out to watch the games, all that stuff. Yeah, one team's going to be on the outside after it's over. But the the fact that we haven't had it since 91, which is amazing when you think about it, and I just think economically for 
what we've gone through over the last couple of years, this is, I think this is the best case scenario if it happens, and I hope it does, because I think big picture, we all benefit. Well, and I hadn't thought about it, but you think about all the broken windshields and oh. like, uh, you know, the fire yeah. damage, you, you know, yeah. fire extinguishers, overtime for police officers. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of economic benefits that could occur. I never even there, thought about it. All the extra insurance every, you'd buy to protect your goods that you own. Right. See, now you're, you're getting on board, Pinder. It took <laughs> it a while, is, but yeah. I, yeah. You know, you know what's happening? I'm taking heat on air for, for not like demanding it, <laughs> pleading for it, and begging yeah. for it. Who in their yeah. right mind is begging for Connor McDavid right now? Like, that's what privately people will say when we're not on air and, and, and not talking. It's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm with you. You, do ne- you never wish McDavid in a series because at 2 nothing, you're still absolutely crippled with fear if your team is playing Connor McDavid. See Game 5, Edmonton, L.A. Yeah, and I'll, I can look at it from the other side. Who would wish for Jacob Markstrom and, and the Flames' top line? Like, who would wish for that? Because they're outstanding. McDavid's so, outscored the whole top line in this series. <laughs> but, yes, I see what you're saying. I, I don't yeah, think it's the yeah, same. Yeah, I, no, well, like, okay, did you're anyone right. ask for Wayne? Isn't. Like, ah, let's bring in Gretzky. Oh, Mario's yeah. team. Oh, hey, yes, we get Sid. Yeah, ooh, bring on Sid. Like, no, you don't want these guys. These are difference makers. These are the guys that literally single-handedly change series. Yeah, but it's he's not coming with uh, Paul Coffey and Grant Fear. He's coming with Cody Cece and Mike Smith. Or they, Leon Dreisaitl. They don't completely mm-hmm. balance out, but it's not quite the same. You're not... We're, it's not 1988. Like, all I, I know we had the better regular season. That, I, that's not up for debate. Like we get that. It's just careful now. Careful. You really pleading for McDavid versus Phil Deneau? Like hmm. I'm just saying that if if everybody want, we love the Battle of Alberta. Then when you have a chance, yeah. and we all agree that you can't you can't have a Battle of Alberta until you meet in the playoffs. And now you can meet in the playoffs. And now you don't want it. I don't know. I think this. I think after Drysaddle lasts out this summer, that's when you want it next year for the. There the it is, Mooner. There it is. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. Right. Scary. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if, if we brought the backpack to work, but we did. Yeah. We always do. Yeah. Yeah. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kid. I, it would be absolutely insane. I yeah. think it would shave two or three years off of all of our life expectancy, Everybody. which is yeah. fine. Those last years are supposed to suck anyway, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you were back in Red, you were back in Red Deer. Did they like lay out the rose petals and the uh, the velvet ropes? How did that work when you go back there? You need security? I Honestly, it was it was the first time I've been back for a game. Yeah, since since I left, and I I basically snuck through the side door, and I had the did. Uh, yeah, I was uh, extreme down low. Because I, I thought Sit they'd bring the him owner. in. You know, they, they they'd have the guys bringing him in on the throne up on their shoulders, yeah, and yeah, yeah. no streamers falling from the roof. Did you do a ceremonial puck drop, or were you too late? They needed some time ahead to plan for that. No, it was it was like uh, yeah, the glasses and the mustache and through yeah. the side door and oh, sat see. up in the corner. You yeah. would skulk yeah. in there, wouldn't you? Yep. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's that? Sneaky, How's that looking? Sneaky, sir. By the way? Yeah, what was that like? What? You uh, you called every game for about three decades, and then you're uh, you're watching. That was weird. Very weird. Incredibly weird. Like, yeah, it was it was very bizarre. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. You didn't like it, did you? You didn't like it. No, uh, it was just, yeah, yeah. it's going to take a little while. Yeah. It's too bad because most people would enjoy coming in and watching a competitive second round series, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throttled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was. Oil Kings are, I, I've been able to watch them 
just, I don't know, like nine, ten times this year. They've got a heck of a team. Hell of a town. Hell of a time. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I do feel for Red Deer if there is a Battle of Alberta. That's They're going to take it the worst. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. And I hear there's yeah. highly flammable situation on gasoline Ave there, whatever they call it. Yeah. yeah. That's no good. Yeah. Alley. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's called gasoline alley i mean it's like a danger of course it's flammable like it. yeah. of course it is, yeah it's gonna be the trenches or the battle lines right there uh is it worth asking hey, no, no. Uh, go ahead oh oh in the you lo- about ahead. the fridge yeah what's in your well, fridge I got, um well, uh, an ice cream cake um Jeez. some leftover pizza what um no there's none of that in there there's no chance you in stoffer's fridge what's happening no oh <laughs> what are you doing oh my what god where, where was that? Oh, he went from zero to ten. Yeah, like, he really did. He's good at it, though, right? You see, just in and out, vip, just super oh, quick. Listen, I'm not bringing up his goals against average in the SJ, okay? So no, we know what happened. Done that. When we do that. Yeah. So what's in? We're your, not doing that again. So you got ice cream cake in your fridge? All right. No, so, I don't. I don't have any of that in my fridge. It's just right. a bunch of the same stuff. Yeah. Hey, how many rounds has Pinder got in so far already? I'm guessing a few rounds. Of golf. Oh, it's not been a good year on the golf front. What? One, 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 one. No, because here's what it is. The Flames are playing hockey, and he's sold a house, and he's buying a house, and he's... Oh. In-laws in town. I'm somehow coaching soccer. Uh, we're trying to ski still. There is so much going on. I'm, I'm dissembling furniture that we're trying to liquidate on... Facebook Marketplace oh. and Kijiji, it is no good. It's just awful. But on the flip side, if you were talking about rounds of uh, liquor, he had quite a few two nights ago at the Flames game, so that's still good. We were good. pushing a brisk pace. The two 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 with heroin beers at the Dome is yeah. aggressive, and we floored it right past that threshold. Well, win or lose, booze. That's yeah. right. That's right. Goodbye, Moon. Okay, thanks, boys. There you go. Cam Moon, voice of the Oilers, doing stuff for the web, doing stuff for the team and getting ready for game number seven tomorrow night. But he can bring up Mark Lamb, and I can't bring him. No, it's fine. That was a – you have to go back to that time because, remember, the Oilers win in 88, and then Gretzky leaves, and then it's 90. And you, you talk about here with, with the Flames trying to get past the Oilers. Like, it was worse there. Like oh, just, no question. You were yeah. talking about... No, Vancouver's in the same spot. You know, just, scaling Everest barefooted. Like, it, enjoy it just, round one, thwack. They score in overtime of game four to go up three to one on the Oilers. This is finally the year. That no, Gret- Gretzky's gone. All of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. You need to win four games, though, is the thing to move on in a series. It's not three, eh? That was their last victory of the series. So they're best of sevens, not best. They of, were best you know. of sevens then, yeah. That's right. That's how that goes. Yeah, someone's saying they did best of five way back. You know what? Then. You're not. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong about the Battle of Alberta thing. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Because careful is all. I'm saying, you're not because right? you're not alone. Everybody, yeah, we want it. Okay, well, here it is. Do you want it? Well, what's the other option? Well, well the other option's LA. If, if you get the through thing, it, right? would be LA. Boy, I've, that's the other option. Maybe I do. Would rather. So it's less about. Now the, the Battle f- of Alberta is, well, what if it's uh, Colorado or Edmonton? Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll and take the Battle of Alberta. That, that's not the, the, the menu items you get to choose from, unfortunately. Um, do, the other thing is that from a watchability standpoint, I think LA Calgary would look a lot like Calgary-Dallas. Totally agree. But again, would you rather win around 
you know, low scoring, low event, a little more boring or lose a round that's a track meet. I think fans will always yield to the win no matter what. Like, I don't think you wish the Flames would lose to Dallas in seven in a high-flying trading chance series rather than win in six in a tightly contested series, right? Like, we all get that. You cheer for sports because you want your team to win. It doesn't really matter. There's not what, where are the st- Where's the style points column in the playoffs? Where does that fit in on the bracket? There isn't one. And where are we at now in terms of goals in the Flames Dallas series? Because it was one nothing, and it was a two. Well, if we get rid of the empty netters, I mean, it's it looks really bleak. You look at this Oilers Kings. There were seven goals in Game One, six all by Edmonton in Game Two, ten in Game Three. Kings got all four of them the next night, then nine, then six. It's like they're playing a different sport than the Stars and the Flames are. Well, right and that, now. now do Tampa, Toronto. Yeah. Look at Washington, Florida. Even Carolina, Boston set a bunch of scoring. Minnesota, St. Louis. I think most teams got to five if they won a game. One nothing after twenty has been uh, pretty much the average of this series. Seven thirty tonight. Flames are in Dallas with a chance to move on to round number two. Are you how, what, so? How do you feel about this game as you sit here this morning? I've liked him on the road. I think Dallas is, for whatever reason, not been able to put a, a, a stranglehold on a clamp down on chances in their building. I don't know if, if that's coincidence or if that's that environment where you're not as comfy to sit back and trap the crap out of the Flames in front of your home fans. You want to give them something to cheer about, or if it's the Flames just saying, "Hey, like you know, franchise record twenty five wins on the road this year. We love being on the road." Uh, for whatever reason, they, they, I think they they played really well there. Um, their best game of the series was game four there. Dumas yelling in my ear. He wants us to talk soccer, so we'll break. Okay, fine. And uh, and we'll come back. Tommy Wielden Jr., Calvary FC. You want to talk about a battle of Alberta? I will take I, FC Edmonton anytime you want. Yeah, I bet. Come on would. down here and lose. That, what you want to talk about, all of it coming up there. Sports and Sam's fan. You're locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Our guest hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. Every dollar you spend, you'll earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. It's Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Flames game day, they're on the road, they're in Dallas. Get out tonight, whether it's the Red Lot, the Red Lot's doing its thing. Maybe you go to Atlas Pizza, maybe get out. Right? Support local business is what we're saying. Be a good. They're uh, going to give you some some points for buying pizza. Be a good Calgarian. Be a good uh, Albertan. Get out and uh, watch the Flames tonight. Get after it. Speaking of getting after it, how about our next guest? Oh, didn't take losing lightly. This losing stinks. We told him we just need to get home. Tommy he Wilden said, Jr. Yeah, he's ready. He's like that's enough. It was. Like kicking tables over and uh, Gatorade tubs and everything, like flipping out Tommy Wilden Jr. Is that what it took to finally get through to your guys? Or no, I was like a sea of calm, Boomer. Yeah, sea oh of really? Calm mm. Under under the chaos that was ensuing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it worked. I mean, that's the good leadership, right? You know, you know the way to get your guys motivated. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. We've had a few of them in the past where we were winless in four, and uh, yeah, you just got to stick to a process. You know, it's a tough league i know the, these are quality players and we just needed to get the fans behind us and you know the game against pacific um i think uh yeah ryan was there i think uh, rep was there as well 
Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good performance, and then to go up to Edmonton, another solid performance, and then to beat them in the Can Champ as well. Yeah, we're in a we're in a nice streak. So uh, we leave for Halifax today, um, and then have a good game against them because they're always tough at home. But it's an enjoyable place to go. But uh, yeah, we're in a good place. Yeah, and you know what? Like Pat, our producer, was there too. Uh, I feel like everyone. In- that's even affiliated with the station was at that that game against Pacific. Except, um, okay, easy. I ta- I was in conver- I was in conversation with Mister Wielden Jr. I would love to have been there. It was uh, he was. That's all right. It, was, it, it wasn't for lack of invite, was it? It was not, it was, and I do appreciate it. But apparently, as my wife told me, the uh, the staining of the deck and the steps and fixing things around the house was very <laughs> important. So uh, I lost that battle. I mean, they're just going to get weathered again. I talk, Why do you have to stay in them now? Talk so, footy with him. Play, it's not about me. Tommy, all of a sudden, you're third in the table. That is, looks a whole lot better than when you got back from Ontario. And uh, a, a lot of travel this weekend all the way out to Halifax. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we always say you're not going to win the win the league at the first part of the season, but you can certainly make it tougher to do so. So we knew that putting points on the board was important. Now, you know, we want to start shifting that balance and picking up away wins because... We still, like I said, we have a, a tough stretch the first half of the season where we're away more than we are at home. So, you know, we've got to become those uh, road warriors and know, like, the performance we put in at Edmonton and, and the, even the performance at Forge and Atletico were, were good enough to put points on the board. Um, we felt we should have had three against Forge and we should have at least come away with a tie Ottawa, but football doesn't necessarily work like that. And uh, so we've, we've got to go there with a good game plan. Um, you know, having a midweek game has shortened our preparation period but the guys are now starting to find a rhythm and sometimes that works better in your favor where you just get it right, get up and play and here's how they play, here's how we nullify that threat and here's how we expose this through the plays that we've done you know, previously. So there'll be a lot of reminders as uh, you know, a long playing ride gives us a great opportunity to share some video and uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. How did you get through the, uh, the, the busy last week in terms of bodies, health, rotating people through? I know you're always you're trying to feed two mouths. You want to do well in league play, but also advance in the Canadian yep. Championship. You found a way to, to do both against FC Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, we did. And, and unfortunately, we were able to you know, just rotate. I think we made three changes to the side that beat Edmonton on the Friday in the league. Um, and then we made some key substitutions that we feel can come in and finish the game off for us, you know. We have a bit of a say, and you know, there's starters and finishers, and they're both equally important now, especially with the new rule where you can make five changes, you know, through three substitution periods, and the boys are buying into it. So it's really good that when you can rotate your bench and make sure these guys come off the bench and uh, and give you that added strength. And lads done done that um, the other night. Uh, national team finally announced uh, some CONCACAF uh, Nations play as well as mm. uh, an exhibition against Iran. Is is this just geographic coincidence that uh, one of the teams in their group, Morocco, or do they play similar, or is that just the lazy yeah. man's, hey, they're in the same conference, <laughs> or they, they must play the same? No, no, no. It's actually very strategic. Everything that uh, John Herman does, there's a, there's a why behind it. And I think what he's done really is, I think he's paired with uh, Greg Berhalter, uh, who's the U.S. and by all accounts, they've, you know, other than when they played themselves, they compared and contrasted notes about the opposition and going down to there and being able to host them. So I think they're doing the same here where I believe they're going to host the same teams and just flip-flop them. Um, and it's all to do with, right, does Iran play a little bit more like Morocco and get them prepped? How do you deal with 
you know, say a, a Middle Eastern type team that, that that play maybe a tactically different and and it is different to to approach and we haven't had that opportunity yet. So uh, this is a great opportunity for that. Well, enjoy the trip. That's uh, you, you got some th- stuff downloaded. You got some good books. That's not a short yeah, uh, hop. Jeez. No, do you know? And, I, and I'm hoping we get there in time to be able to watch the Flames game because I was there on Wednesday and uh, kind of getting on the bandwagon there and just. Ooh. Seeing how things are going and seeing how the guys are doing, I was very impressed with the way they play. That's a that's a good looking team. Now we need your your tactical breakdown. What did you see systems wise on on uh, Wednesday night? I know you were keen to come on Thursday. I said, you know what? Why don't you collect your notes, <laughs> boil them down, and we'll talk Friday about it. What did you see tactically uh, out there? I'm tactically inept when it comes to talking with hockey, but what I did see was a team that was playing for each other. They made it very very hard for Dallas to score. And then just ground them down to the end, and it's like anything, right? The quality always comes through, and you know to put it on the line in the third period was 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 clutch. Atta boy, Tommy, go get it done. Stay, uh, be careful. I, I, my experience is Halifax can get away from you if you're not uh, careful, and I'm not talking about footy. Uh, just the seafood. <laughs> Twelve the seafood, obviously. Yeah, it could be tough. Good luck, man. Good to good to talk. Right, thanks, to you. guys. There he is. Take Tom- care. Tommy Wilton, Junior Cavalry FC, out in Halifax, taking on the uh, the Wanderers. Right, it's the uh, the, the Wanderers. They got a great setup there. It's in some tiny little park right off the strip with all the pubs, and apparently it just fits in a football crowd of about five thousand. And it's just like, yeah, if you didn't buy all the seats day one, they're all gone. Like yeah. it's just the biggest thing. Time for what you want to talk about, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. All right. Here we go. We got a few, uh, some uh, some quick hitters here for you. We got the uh, Speargrass Golf Show standing by. 969.60. Uh, boys, I lost my voice screaming at game five. What is the oh, best wow. lozenge or remedy? I believe it to be uh, Kentucky bourbon. Is that right? So, yeah, it's a little heavier, mm. right? Because so, that's what Peter Marr would do before games when he had the sore throat, or was that a different No, that was vinegar. Oh, okay. My uh, this bad. is something yeah. uh, completely, Never uh, mind. completely oh, different. Okay. Hmm. Uh, what I want to talk about, Dallas has played incredibly well, so has Calgary, regardless how this ends. Both things can be true. I just can't believe this is only the first round. The Cup is ridiculously hard to win. It's so, the, I, This tournament is so good, guys. It's so good, and there's no givens. The President's Trophy team is a post away from being, like, hooped. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Another reason to avoid the Battle of Alberta. My in-laws are Oilers fans and will be insufferable if the Oilers win. It's not worth it. I'm going to need you just to dig in a little bit, though. They're already your in-laws. We know you hate them. How much more can you hate them than you already do, right? It's just a level that you need to get to. Yeah, my in-laws just want to talk about Ash Body. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that Colorado gave a 60 to 70% effort and still beat Nashville? I don't know. I wouldn't suggest anything about that series looked like 60 to 70% effort. It was over so if fast. If Nashville had their MVP, their Vesnik-nominated goalie, yeah. mm, might have been different. Might have been different. Might have been different. At least longer. I still think it's the same outcome. Damn, boy, damn. There you go. An abbreviated oh. effort of what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Save your experts in automatic door service, repairs, and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you again on Monday, buddies. All right. There it is. That's what you want to talk about. It's time for the Speargrass Golf Show. Brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience. Visit them at Speargrass.
dot ca. We're gonna we're gonna head right to the phone lines. Chat with our boy Mitch Fox from Speargrass, Assistant Pro. Mitchy, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Uh, tell us about the early season conditions. I've got one round under my belt. It was at Speargrass. I would happily talk about the front nine. I have no comments on the back nine nor the three finishing holes as usual. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the common trend when everyone comes out. Usually, everyone's asking how to play uh, number 17 and 18, but the course is in really good shape. It's probably the best I've seen in winter. Uh, the guys were out there all winter taking good care of it since it was kind of a weird winter with the snow coverage and everything. And, uh, yeah, the greens are about as fast as I've ever seen them roll. Yeah, I was really impressed for, uh, what, early, early May, if not late April, whenever it was. Uh, they're flying out there. Um, and typically, you guys, a little drier, a little hotter. Does that help you keep them shorter or no? Yeah, I think beginning of the season, it helps. There's not a, not much uh, grow once they cut them in the morning and stuff. And uh, But the guys, our maintenance crew does a really good job, so I guess give all the credit to them. Um, but yeah, it's just, it always seems to be in good shape. So it's it's nice to be able to start the golf season in March. I think we started March 31st, but it's nice to start the golf season with a course that's already in really good shape. Uh, you you play around the province as part of the Alberta PGA Tour, the, 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 the teaching pros. They all go to all these events. It seems like it's you or Riley Fleming every week. It's, it's like a Hulk Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior. Great stuff back and forth between you two the last few years. Um, tell me, of all the courses you play, is there anything like the last three at Speargrass in terms of just all of a sudden ratcheting up the, the risk-reward, the – uh, boy, I was having a nice round, and then I mean, it really is stark from from the sixteenth uh, from the fifteenth green to the sixteenth tee box. Yeah, that those holes seem to draw a lot of attention. I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of something like it. Uh, I like the holes though. Uh, Sixteen, I think it's one of the trickier short par threes you ever play, but it's pretty fair. It's only I think one hundred and forty yards, but it seems people. I think they're looking forward to hole 17, so they kind of think it's going to be an easy hole, but it's a pretty tough one. And then 17, yeah, that's the one everyone talks about. I like to just hit driver and aim left a little bit, and if it goes in the water, you can drop up there, but it seems to be a pretty intimidating tee shot for most people. Um, but yeah, any other course, I, I don't find see any other good finishes where a lot can happen. I know they had a tournament out there, a while back, and a lot of guys struggled on hole 17, 18, especially when it's into the wind. It's, yeah. a, it's a tough hole. No, no match is finished if, if you're, you're up one or two with three to play, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. When exactly. do you guys get going for uh, the Alberta PGA Tour in terms of all, uh, all you guys zipping around? What does that look like? They already started a tournament. I believe it was uh, this past Monday, but I, I missed the first one. I went down and took a chance and went to Montana to play a U.S. Open qualifier. It's it's at a golf course down there that I, I love to play. So I just try, I try to play that one each year, but it's just getting going here now. Um, should be a lot of events. Alberta's got a lot of good players and it's, they're pretty tough events to, to compete in. For tell, sure. tell us about the U S local qualifying at the U S open. I mean, th- th- this is the beauty I, of an open. You, it's like, you want to pay the money. You can try. In fact, I saw some, fantasy football leagues the the last place guy had to go try to do his regional u.s open qualifying yeah. as punishment uh, <laughs> what, what was it like how did it go and how many times have you done it now yeah fortunately i wasn't paired with him so that was that was uh, lucky for me but it, <laughs> it, it went all right i i didn't play too great i shot 72 uh 
bogeyed the last couple holes, just wasn't able to get anything going. It's it's always a tough tournament for guys coming from Canada. I think it was probably my eighth round, which isn't ideal yeah. going into a tournament, but it's all, it kind of gets the season started for me, and I've done it maybe five, six times. I've got through before, but it's tough. I think the score to get in this time was 65, which it was just That's a tiny. dead calm day, which if you're a little rusty, a dead calm day to play a tournament's not ideal because you know you're going to have to make a lot of birdies. <laughs> no question. Uh, last one for you. Tell us about the course. Always uh, the golf carts included in your rate. You go out to the range, hit as many balls as you want, and uh, I guess you probably got men's league, ladies' league, couples' night, all that stuff ramping up pretty quick if it isn't already. Yeah, all of our leagues have started here now in May. Um, during the week, it's $75, which includes cart and range. Uh, you can't find much a much better deal than that. Uh, Fridays is our couple's night. We call it golf and uh, dine now just to make things a little more easy. And uh, so that's $80, which includes includes a steak dinner as well. So that's about as good of a deal as you can find. And then weekends, uh, same thing, $95 with uh, cart and range included. So it's a pretty good deal. Love it. Speargrass.ca for more. Thank you, Mitch. Best of luck this season in uh, tournament play. And we'll see you out there at the track for sure again. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Ryan. All right. There's Mitch Fox, Speargrass Golf Course. Uh, that's Speargrass Golf Show. You visit Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience. Visit them at speargrass.ca. And if you want to shoot, see someone shoot like 66, 67, 68, just ask to play with Mitch. It's ridiculous. Not uh, You should have to pay to do that extra, I think. Unless you're wagering against him, then he might let you play for free because he's going to take all your money. Uh, okay. Let's uh, move along. That's it for the Speargrass Golf Show. We come back with Flames Talk. Uh, somebody named Pat Steinberg. An insider with the Flames? I'm looking at his followers on Twitter. This guy's a monster. We've got to figure out who he is when we come back. Sports at 960 The Fan. .ca for more. Thank you, Mitch. Best of luck this season in uh, tournament play, and we'll see you out there at the track for sure again. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. All right. There's Mitch Fox, Speargrass Golf Course. Uh, that's Speargrass Golf Show. You visit Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience. Visit them at speargrass.ca. And if you want to shoot, see someone shoot like 66, 67, 68, just ask to play with Mitch. It's ridiculous. Not... Uh, you should have to pay to do that extra, I think. Unless you're wagering against him, then he might let you play for free because he's going to take all your money. Uh, okay, let's uh, move along. That's it for the Speargrass Golf Show. We come back with Flames Talk. Uh, somebody named Pat Steinberg, an insider with the Flames. I'm looking at his followers on Twitter. This guy's a monster. We've got to figure out who he is when we come back. Sports at 960 The Fan.